Welcome to Pipeline, Profiles in Philosophy and Education. I'm your host, Winston C. Thompson. Pipeline is a monthly short-form interview program focused on contemporary scholars. For more information and to subscribe to the podcast, please visit pipeline.fm. Pipeline is made possible by the generous support of the Education Department of the University of New Hampshire. This episode, we're joined by Cal Alston, Syracuse University. Cal, welcome to Pipeline. So uh, in order to get the conversation going here, um, would you mind uh, telling our listeners a little bit about uh, how you began doing philosophical work in education? Uh, how did you enter this, this field of philosophy of education? Well, I, I was a theater major <laughs> in okay. college. I did take uh, a couple of philosophy courses, but I was not particularly uh, interested in that. I did do also political philosophy and in government stuff. Okay. Um, but when I went to graduate school, I actually um, was thinking that I was going to go in a more psychological direction and study um, creative talents in kids and okay. how that um, supported their academic achievements. <laughs> and I went to the University of Chicago uh, where um, Phil Jackson and mm. Jake Getzels had done work on giftedness and talent. Sure. Um, and we had a pro seminar, which was basically uh, the greatest hits of the of the department okay. uh, in each semester. And in the first semester, we did history and philosophy, two, two separate courses. Okay. And Phil Jackson was teaching the philosophy of education course, and. Uh, it tapped into something that I didn't, you know, I just loved writing the essays. I loved, sure. uh, reading the, the books, uh, getting engaged in a back and forth conversation with him mm. in writing. And he was very meticulous about his responses to our papers, very short papers, but we wrote one every week, okay. five page paper, boom, boom, boom. Um, and, it was an opportunity for my, for my point of view to be very creative about thinking as opposed to some of the other courses like sociology of ed, which was reading the classics and just sort of sure. then being able to recite them back. Hmm. Um, and um, so decided to take more classes with Phil. I took some, um, I took more theory courses outside and, okay. and uh, you know, this was a time of, uh, uh, taking critical theory and uh, cultural studies sure. was really on the rise, and so there were opportunities outside of the, of the school of ed to, uh, to to pursue that. And um, so I just was very interested in the in the project of reading mm. and the project of interpreting. Sure. And uh, so when I um, was looking for a job. It seemed clear to me that I was going to do um, philosophical work, but it, with a you know a few twists, I guess. Mm. I, because I had been in theater and I've been right. a director. Um, the idea of interpreting texts and having conversations about meaning and about um, the performance of what this these ideas are was really important to me. I went to the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign as mm -hmm. an assistant professor. I wrote my dissertation on um, the ethics of teaching. Okay. Um, and uh, much to 
uh, Professor Jackson's consternation, um, wrote the first half about Plato and Aristotle, okay. and the last part about uh, Dewey and Foucault, which okay. completely oh, confused him and made him very sad. Oh, that interesting. I was, uh, his uh, the famous quote was, why do you want to study this pimple on the ass of progress? Speaking of Foucault. <laughs> of so, um, uh, but I was... I just was very interested in how these different uh, ideas, uh, I mean, I wasn't interested in being a classic scholar, sure. per se, but I thought there were some, uh, there was some wisdom to be gleaned there. Um, a lot of people ask me why I would write a philosophy paper as an African-American woman, like why mm. do you, I mean, a lot of people in, in, in um, uh, my school and elsewhere were in sociology of ed, sure. um, some history of ed, sure. but not uh, too many sure. faces sure. In, in philosophy of it. Um, but my view was that I was coming to these questions in my particularity, as mm. uh, even though I didn't write an explicitly feminist dissertation, I said somebody who wasn't a feminist wouldn't have written this de- this dissertation, sure. and somebody who wasn't um, interested in an embodied uh, being sure. uh, wouldn't have written this one. So... Um, I uh, went to Illinois, hmm. and uh, which was at that time we had six philosophers of education in oh, our yeah. department. It was sort of the home sure. base of of the of the field, and uh, so it was a great place to be an assistant professor, sure. um, being exposed to variety of, of of folks and perspectives, and a lot of students and mm-hmm. a lot of uh, dynamic interest. Uh, Phil Jackson always say to me when he'd read a chapter of my dissertation, he goes, "You write like jazz. It's so exhausting." Okay, um, you know that I was not interested in just sort of writing a very prescriptive. Um, what I viewed as sort of dry. Mm-hmm. Um, Prose. Um, I was interested in uh, language, the play of language, mm. um, and um, uh, leaving things open. And, th- mm. and that's a Foucaultian idea too. That sure. that that the point, whole point of philosophy is to leave things open. If we were going to close things down, we'd call it something else. Sure. And. Um, so going to Illinois was great because there was just you know, sort of a wide variety of folks and being an interdisciplinary department uh, was great. Um, and in a university where uh, there was a big uh, women's studies program, so I had colleagues from across the way. I was in reading groups and cultural studies and all of those things. And so it was a bouquet, you know, for me, a banquet of, of, of opportunity to see how the kinds of questions that I was most committed to mm. uh, were connected to other ideas. And I started to, um, in order to do presentations that were very short, to, and to try to represent complex philosophical things, I started to use popular culture because okay. uh, television and film, because people could identify with those, and then I could talk really fast about why um, to serve with love was a representation of a certain form of eros, okay. and um, 
And so I think that that was, so that was, so it was great opportunity, a lot of support for research in that institution. And so it was allowing me to really um, explore uh, the kinds of questions I was interested in. I did a lot in race and gender, Mm -hmm. a little less, but some in class, but mostly race and gender. And um, again, partnering with people in political science, people in, in sociology and in, in the human, other humanities too. So, um, that was, a, from my, from my point of view, philosophy was a, is a set of tools and dispositions. Okay. I think. And they were the ones that appealed to me. I, even though sometimes I would get responses back on my PS paper submissions that said, this isn't philosophy, this is sociology. Huh. I didn't care. Sure. And I would keep, you know, I did have though people who were saying, you should do, you know, that you're a great hermeneut, you should really. Hmm. Uh, and, and thinking not just about texts sure. as written, but these texts in on the screen, hmm. texts of uh, social discourses, those kinds of things, and I think that was so. It was a great second education in a way mm. for me, and um, I've always just found it that there's always room yeah. to do um, things slightly askew. Sure, but but so so it sounds as though uh, 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 perhaps one of the themes here is that um, you know you're you're trying to interpret. And trying to create, right, at the same time. I mean, uh, the comments that you received about writing in a style that's uh, jazz-like, right, suggest to me uh, a certain type of um, uh, uh, artfulness, right? Uh, but it's an artfulness that sort of emerges from the experience itself. And um, uh, perhaps that's, uh, that's, there's a certain, I don't know if, 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 if it's fully aesthetic, but there's a certain sort of aesthetic sensibility then that uh, you might have been drawing from, from your earlier work in theater and uh, sort of looking at texts and uh, thinking about the production of the... Uh, 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 of the plays and so yeah, forth. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, so, so in those in those themes that you've mentioned and the uh, the questions that have kind of motivated you, um, uh, what are some sort of uh, uh, points that you would identify as perhaps uh, some of the central uh, uh, claims that you've uh, that you've that you've made and uh, some of the uh, 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 central claims to which you've returned over time? I think I've used as a tool uh, thinking about um, the ways in which. Uh, philosophy enables you to ask questions about knowledge and knowers, um, being and becoming, and mm. valuing. And I did a I did a piece um, now, gosh, about twelve years ago for George Yancey, be, knowing, becoming, and valuing blackness. And um, just to, because I found that that rubric worked in the classroom actually mm. to help students who are not philosophers mm. or didn't really want to become philosophers, but mm. they, it helped them to understand what kinds of questions were motivating right. this study. Um, and uh, so I found it useful as a space to do my own work as well. So trying to think about... Um, knowledge and knowing and we have in my current department a class on epistemology for all of our students so i do epistemology of race mm. um as my as my class session and again it's a very um uh, so for, uh, again this idea of knowing and it has animated some parts of my um administrative life so um, started to think a lot about changing the rules for tenure at our institution okay. to um, be more inclusive of engaged scholarship okay. and it wasn't just rewriting the policy which 
I had to do, but also um, explaining why that's important and trying to get a variety of people to understand why you might want to do that and to value um, you know, the way the tenure has been set up. It's a very individualistic, mm. you're supposed to show just like a dissertation, you're supposed to show what you know, sure. um, how it builds on the success of others, but is independent sure. and uh, new and significant and all of those things. And um, But in all the work that I've done, whether it was in theater or in philosophy uh, or in administration, it's been collaborative. Yeah. Uh, it's a, There is a we-ness there. And so to be able to talk about how you can know <laughs> uh, and yet be a social um, being. And, you know, that goes back to Dewey. There's all, there's actually all kinds of support sure. for that, but we don't act like that in the academy. We act sure. like it's a, it's a possession of an individual, and that may be our, you know, our liberal roots. But um, I, uh, so um, it has been helpful to me to really, again, try to think about, um, Hopefully, we'll get this uh, article done this year mm. about the epistemology of tenure, oh, which is really about what are the valued okay. um, knowledges and knowers in this um, terrain, which includes, by the way, um, what we talked about in engaged scholarship was um, admitting the knowledge and expertise of others outside of the academy. So. Mm. Um, people who worked in communities where sure. educators were doing things in schools. Sure. Um, we were still sticking with the values of, you know, uh, referee journal articles and, and monographs. But there were other uh, modes of showing um, both knowledge and impact, mm. importantly impact. Mm. Um, and uh, so that was a, it, very challenging for a lot of people to sure. to admit that maybe it's not just the tenured full professor at institution A mm. that knows something about the subject matter. It could be the person who runs the community center sure. um, in, in this place where the work is being done who has an evaluative thing, not just saying, oh, I'm grateful, sure. but actually this is what works, this is what doesn't work, this is, and and has, has um, and I think that one of the things we failed at early on was to ask those folks the right questions. So, you know, we have a big arts and performing arts, fine and performing arts school, hmm. and they would ask a lot of, you know, museum curators, okay. professional artists for letters but they wouldn't tell them what they wanted to know. Okay. And so they would write really superficial sure. letters just sort of saying, oh, yes, we gave so-and-so an exhibition. It was great. They were a delight to work with. I said, no, you can't. You have to actually tell them Some what questions yeah. you want answered because they can answer them, but only if you ask the questions. Right. And I think, again, that's a helpful uh, helpful set of philosophical tools sure. to help people um, uh, really put out those questions in ways that are meaningful to different audiences. Mm. Um, but even to be more specific about what we're looking for to other academics, mm. um, because 
I read all the letters of every tenure candidate for 11 years. Sure. And, uh, you know, there were some doozies. You know, (laughs) some people are very good at doing those letters, and some people uh, were not so good. And it was not always the people outside of the institution that weren't that good. Sure, 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 sure. But I think, you know, if you're asking somebody to provide you with knowledge and expertise you need to be explicit about what you are what your um uh requirements are so yeah i mean it sounds as though uh in your in your work as an administrator uh you've been able to really draw upon the very same tools to use your your term there uh that you use in your in your research and in many ways uh that work that you've been doing as an administrator is sort of walking hand in hand, if you will, uh, with the research agenda, right? I mean, so uh, continuing to study uh, uh, the ways in which uh, we uh, interpret and create in various ways um, ourselves as academics, right? Right. Again, this kind of uh, uh, scholarly educational um, activity. You know, in hearing your remarks, um, I wonder what you might say about um, uh, the way in which this field, philosophy of education, right? I mean, uh, the way in which uh, we as uh, persons embodied, right, uh, maybe uh, yes or no, uh, declaring ourselves uh, um, uh, aligned with particular traditions in our writing, um, but all of us embodied in the ways that you had mentioned earlier, I wonder what might be on the, uh, on the horizon? Uh, what's, what, what do we have to look forward to in philosophy of education? What sort of work... Should we be doing, or can uh, we not escape? I, I mean, I think, you know, it's always a little interesting. <laughs> I've, sure. been, I've been coming to PES uh, now, I think, uh, almost 30 years. Okay. And um, it is, um, there's, there's cycles okay. of, of um, what inspires the different generations. Um, I will say, though, and I think this is probably true in most professions, I don't think it's special to to philosophy of ed, although sometimes I think we should be more immune to it. Um, But I think, you know, there is this tendency to just keep asking the same questions over and over again. And, um, yeah, you have to do it an extent because there's a generation that wasn't there the first time it was asked. But I I always want to make sure that we're pushing and... um, trying to do some things that are um, different and responsive. I, I'm in the school of people who thinks that um, philosophy of education is specifically in it, in the world, the, the social world sure. of education, Wh- wherever that, uh, it could be informal, formal, kindergarten, sure. high school, college, whatever, or, or no school at all. Um, but I... Um, very much think that it has a social purpose mm. and not a, simply a contemplative um, uh, purpose. Now, there are people who are, you know, are more conceptually sure. oriented. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> but I'm always looking, again, at the text, uh, not only of the texts that are written, but the social texts mm. that are available. And that's where I choose to put my... Now, what's it, one of the things that is really interesting to me, uh, change, is that um, several of the people who were, you know, scornfully called, you're too sociological. I mean, mm. that was the that was the critique. Sure. Um, uh, are now 
at the center of the enterprise. So sure. that makes me feel good. I think that we are more comfortable having more um, uh, texts and talks that mm -hmm. are embedded in real problems sure. in, in schools sure. and in and, and the problems are so big and sure. so intractable yeah. that I think it would be quite and part of that is, you know, a shift in the profession. That is, mm. universities aren't going to stand for a bunch of humanists sure. hiding up in the ivory tower. Sure. Show that you're part of the group. And, and it has been a big deal. Uh, I have a huge NSF grant, um, and we have to have social science and, and humanities folks sure. um, contributing to that, not just scientists. And yeah. so um, it is... It's a call from all kinds of directions mm. to work more fully in okay. the world um, and to really um, have an influence, I think. Uh, we can have a positive influence on on social problems, on political problems, and, and not, uh, not simply um, be congratulatory that we've... That we've um, made a great turn of phrase, which I'm all for great turns of phrase, sure, but, sure. But, but I don't want to leave it just there. But it sounds as though the turn of phrase actually has to uh, uh, turn something around, perhaps, uh, in, in the wider world. Uh, Cal, thank you so much for sitting and, and, and talking with us. It's, it's really been uh, a treat to, to get to understand uh, your thinking just a little bit better. Well, thanks so much for having me. For more information and to review previous episodes, please visit www.pipeline.fm A very special thanks to Moby for use of his song Summer as our theme.